Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. At Liberty National Everett and Associates. Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one collar-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number three of Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in Northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. I think, uh, Rick, Chris pretty much answered this question a moment ago for Adam by way of our Asher Record Service Company live-in feedback. He says, Adam says, Chris, what do you think about the Arkansas football situation? Do you see a potential uh, coaching change next year? I think he Chris kind doesn't of, think so. Yeah, no. he, he thinks. You know, I've I've heard so many different versions of where Arkansas athletics is and where they are with Sam Pippen and the new arena deal and all that kind of stuff. But really, only Hunter Yurichek knows the answers to those, and, and probably a few close insiders. But <clears throat> what we don't know is what's Arkansas's final record going to be, and finances will play a different will play a role, no doubt, but. What if Arkansas finishes three and nine? Then you just have to ask the question. I think it was brought somebody brought up, maybe Trey Biddy, that okay, you got to have a new offensive coordinator. If you're three and nine, it's probably not going to be Kenny Guyton. If it's not him, who are you going to get? Although, you know, we sometimes think um, that because of our attitude toward the role, that you just can't go get somebody, but. Sam may have a network of coaches and a guy, somebody that's been wanting to work for him for years may uh-huh. say, yeah, I'm, I'm coming. And so uh, to say that there's nobody out there that would come is probably pretty uh, not correct. And particularly if you got to give them a three-year contract, I don't know if you would or not, and pay them a million plus a year, um, I'll take that on a one-year basis. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. Yeah. So... So I think to say that, oh, you know, Sam would be a lame duck, couldn't get a... We don't know that. Now, my opinion, which counts for nothing, and I am unlike Navy Mike, I'm not going to offer $50 million to the athletic department, is that if Sam Pittman is a coach here, he better shoot the vultures who come after his defensive staff. Mm. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm not saying that literally, but, but that's what you do with vultures, is you shoot them down. And whatever it takes to keep them, he needs to keep them. And if he's got to pay Travis Williams $2 million next year and they can afford to do it, then that's what he's got to do. Whatever it takes to keep him, he's going to have to do. Because those guys are really good. They're great recruiters. They may be able to keep this recruiting class together, regardless of what the final record is. So I think that would be a a, a big, 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 big deal. But nonetheless, hey, there's four games left. We don't know how they're going to go. We don't. So we'll see. How much... Rick, of the $100 million, right at $100 million, that Arkansas and other SEC schools will get from the Southeastern Conference once we get into spring, how much of that $100 million, and I, I think it was, what, close to $80 million? I thought it was in the 60s, and it's going to go to 80 yeah. when the ESPN contract comes in next year. Yeah, okay. So I don't I, think it's 100 No, okay. it's not that much. Okay, let's just say... Seventy. Yeah, million. but let's say it's. I think it's about sixty-two this year, maybe more than that, and then it's going to go to eighty next year with the ESPN contract. Yeah, but nonetheless, you're you're talking about a school that right now has got, I think, a hundred and fifty million dollar budget. So obviously, there's revenue coming from other sources besides the SEC. Correct. So my point is, you should have Hunter. Your check. Would you not agree? Should have some extra capital. If it gets down to that point where you get into a bidding war for Travis Williams and some of his other 
staff members that you just, yes. I mean, you've got to reach in, yeah. pull the money from somewhere, but thank goodness you've got that big check you're going to be cashing come this spring from the Southeastern Conference. So, Well, well let's put it this way. Hunter Juracek, I think, has done an absolutely amazing job. And he has, you know, I'm not Jeff Long's biggest fan, but Jeff Long united the women and the men's programs that had never been done before. They started kind of slow. They've gotten better. And under Hunter, they've gotten much better. And so he's got softball going, gymnastics, uh, soccer and volleyball are both terrific programs right now. But if football is down, football funds somewhere between 70 and 75% of everything. So therefore, whatever it takes to keep football, at least fans optimistic enough to buy tickets, you got to do. So you're right. That doesn't mean you say, okay, um, we're not going to do something for a, a sport, but you may take a building project and put it on hold. You may do whatever you're, you need to to make sure that football can get back. And so um, that, that, that would be, so yeah, if that includes writing bigger checks to defensive assistants, I know they're listening to us right now saying, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, what, whatever it takes. And then, and then the then the problem becomes okay if you're Travis Williams and you're those other guys. Um, okay, well let's say somebody that's really good offers you a job. Then you have to say okay, they can pay me more if I stay here, or they're gonna they're gonna in, they will pay me more than where I'm going. But where I'm going, God, we could win nine or ten games next year, and then I got a shot to be a head coach. So the, the, there's all kinds of things involved in. When you, when you get into contract negotiations with coaches. This breaking alert I just got on my breaking phone. Alert. Yeah. Mm. Northwestern State halts season. Oh, yeah. Coach resigns after player's death. And uh, Northwestern State announced that it has canceled the remainder of its 2023 season and accepted the resignation of Coach Brad Laird on the death of one of the team's players in a shooting. And um, Laird said... Why did the coach resign? Yeah, Laird said that due to the loss of Ronnie and the emotional burden... Ronnie Caldwell was the young man's name. Due to the loss of Ronnie and the emotional burden it has caused me, I don't feel I can give my all to these players or this program. Any coach will tell you that their players become like family. So the loss of Ronnie was like losing a son. I love this program and this university. and know it will, be, it will persevere and move forward with the competitive spirit that is at the core of our DNA. Wow. How many coaches would do that? Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Hmm. Pretty... Uh, yeah, I saw, the, I saw the headline about them uh, canceling the rest of the year. I didn't see that their coach had resigned. Mm. Yeah. Well, mm, boy, you hate to hear that. Yeah. But uh, uh, thank you, Adam. Okay, Adam posted this just a second ago as well. Uh, he said ESPN reporting that Northwestern State is canceling its football season and their coach resigns after a player's death. Yes. Thank you, Adam. Uh, this from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line. Fan, Rhett. Lashley will probably be the best move for the Razorback football program. Fan. Then fan opinion. If the Razorback football program keeps Pittman another year, the program is doomed the rest of the decade. Wow. Seven. This is only 2023. Yeah. My gosh. Woo. Goodness heavens. Wow. Seven to eight million per year is payable by Arkansas, even with the buyout of Pittman. Rhett Lashley would be a home grab like Nut was. That again from Fan. Well, let's just say that if Sam Pittman's not the coach next year, and I think those of us who uh, have observed him, I, I'd love if he is, and I'd love if next year's the start of a really string of good years. That, and that could happen. We just don't know. But if he's not, uh, you know, you, you got to get this can't be a good hire 
it's got to be a great hire. Mm-hmm. I'm, Home not run. Rhett, I'm not saying Rhett Lashley is or isn't, but uh, and I like Rhett. I've known him for known him since he was in high school. Sure. But, but nonetheless, uh, this has got to be a gee whiz hire, and that doesn't mean a big name. That means somebody that's going to come in here and flip it quick. You know, it, it, not okay. It's going to take four or five years to rebuild the program. No, nobody gets that anymore. So what can you what can you do, and who have you got that you can bring with you? Look what Deion Sanders did. He brought all those guys from Jackson State with him. So uh, Colorado was horrible last year, and what are there's just like eight guys or nine guys left from last year's team, and he he totally flipped it. Now it's not like they're world beaters, but they got a chance to go to a bowl after winning one game last year. So that's that's a, that is a gee whiz hire. I don't know how many of those guys are out there that can flip a team like that. He could do it because of the NIL and because of his, his name, his celebrity status. I don't know if there's anybody else there out there like him. All right, this from the... who I just thought of who was, but he'd be too expensive. What's that? Bob Stoops? No, Travis Kelsey, because he'd bring Taylor with him. <laughs> <laughs> That really turned things around. That would, believe me, they would, they'd get some NIL it, deals it would, on that. Yeah, it'd right? fill the stands if nothing else. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see this from our Southern Structural Solutions buzz text line. This from Stan. He says, this has been a mismanaged program paying out for failures to where we can't pay for a good coach. Sad. Then he goes on to say, Rick, what would Coach Brawls do? You you know how his thinking was. Well, in, in fairness, and, and this is not a slight to Hunter by any means, he would have never hired Sam. Because he only one time in his entire career did he hire an assistant coach to be a head coach, and that was Jack Crow. And the only reason he did it was because for the only time in his career, he was caught totally off guard. Coach Broyles always had the next coach's name in mind, football and basketball, that if he had to pull the trigger or if a coach left, he always knew two or three candidates that he would go after. Um, I, I will tell you this story. I don't think I've ever told it on the air. After the 1978 season, Arkansas, of course, won the Orange Bowl in 77, uh, went 9-2-1 and in 78. Or 78 tied UCLA in the uh, Fiesta Bowl. Florida's job opened, and there were uh, and and Florida wanted Lou Holtz as head coach. And Holtz loves likes warm weather. You wouldn't know that from the jobs he took after Arkansas, but he does. And he he wanted the job. But back then, there were still some guys that were coaches and athletic directors. So he wanted both jobs. And as it turned out, in the end, Florida said, no, we just went to his head coach. And he said, no, and he stayed at Arkansas. Well, Coach Broyles, in the meantime, thinking that Holtz might leave, he wasn't going to run him off, but he might leave. Mm-hmm. I just happened to walk by his assistant AD, Lon Farrell's office, I was going to say something to Lon, and he was on the phone with another head coach, a very prominent head coach, asking him, if there was an opening at Arkansas, would you be available? <laughs> would you be interested? So I know that's that's not the only time. He he was always thinking ahead of who the next coach would be. And so um, he would at least say, had he... Of course, see, I'm not sure he'd hire Chad Morris either. So um, you have to go back. You have to go way back. I'm not sure he would have hired Brett Bielema. <laughs> you know, so we really have to go way back uh, to who would he have hired uh, would Petrino have been attracted to him? Yes, uh, because he would have looked at his record as a winner. You know, hey, can I can I make sure this guy doesn't want my job? He's just coming here to be the head football coach. Can I? He understands who the boss is. Um, Petrino would have appealed to him, I think. So we're getting back to who would he hire now if he were brought back in this situation. Again, it would be a head coach, but he would look for a riser. Think about the head coaches he hired. Lou Holtz replaced him. Holtz was an up-and-comer at North Carolina State who hated pro football when he got to the Jets. Okay, to replace Lou Holtz, he hired Ken Hatfield, up-and-coming in the profession, coaching at Air Force, playing with, uh, beating Notre Dame with with guys Mm -hmm. that were going to the Air Force. 
Okay, so Ken Hatfield leaves. Yes, that's when he got caught off guard. Um, so then he brings Danny Ford in. Danny Ford, you can say pluses and minuses. He'd been out of coaching three years. But Danny Ford had a presence, and he knew how to win. So he hires him. and then, uh, but, but he was out of work. That's why it was easy to get him. And then um, when Ford was fired, Houston Nutt, again, rising young at Boise State. He'd been at Murray State. That's the kind of coach that he was looking for. Go back to Eddie Sutton. Eddie Sutton was at Creighton. And, uh, and you know, Creighton was no major power. And there was the thought process was that Bill Guthridge, who had been uh, Dean Smith's number one assistant for years at North Carolina, everybody thought he was going to be the next head coach. But Broyles felt like you needed to hire a head coach, not an assistant. And he, and he hired Eddie Sutton. And Sutton, of course, had a great career when Sutton was gone. Where'd he go? Tulsa <laughs> to hire Nolan Richardson. Tulsa's not a major power. That's who he hired. So... That's a long answer to a short question. I, I don't know who he would be going, but he would right now. He'd have at least four or five guys in mind, and uh, he would find out pretty quick if they were interested. All in the evaluation, just like you're evaluating player talent. Right. He had an eye for finding the right coach. And and he here's the other thing about Coach Broyles, and he would tell you this. He knew it when he saw it. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't know how to define it. Right. He says, I can't tell you what it is, but I, I know it when I see it. So he, he knew he had it in John McDonald. John McDonald had more it than any coach that's ever lived uh, in any sport. He, John McDonald is the most underappreciated coach in the history of college athletics. That guy, he, he could take better than average. He didn't take poor talent, and he didn't take average talent. But he didn't go get the guys that were going to win the Olympic medals. He got guys that would be part of a team, would give extraordinary effort, and win. And so Coach Broyles picked him. He picked Norm DeBryan. He followed Norm DeBryan with Dave Van Horn. I mean, he, he could see whatever it is, he could see it in the coach, and those guys all had it. That uh, that nasty word, it. Let's talk to David. David, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Enjoy the show, guys. I wish I'd got had the information I just got while Trey was still on the air, but I was curious uh, about where, with the bye week, where the staff is going on recruiting this week weekend. And I just heard some very interesting information. Uh, Brett Bielema, he's going to two junior college games in Mississippi tonight. Tomorrow night he'll be in Starkville, Mississippi for a high school game. And Saturday he'll be at another junior college game. So Brett Bielema is not sitting around. He's beating the bushes trying hmm. out there trying to upgrade his uh, roster. So I'm kind of curious on where our staff is this weekend. I know Pittman is going to be in the central Arkansas area. Uh, you've got uh, Charlton Collins. You've got, uh, I've gone brand, I cannot believe, I can't think of the young man from uh, Benton. And then he's going to check on Wyatt right. uh, Simmons. Russell. I'm sorry, Russell? Yeah. yeah. Braylon Russell. He's checking mainly. My understanding on the Central Arkansas kids, there will be some other coaches that will come into Central Arkansas. I think their number one concern right now is maintaining the commitments that they have, and the best way to do that is get face to face. And I think that's keeping what, what they got. Yes, sir. Keeping what they got. Okay. Well, I was I just was shocked that Brett Bielema, uh and I, I'm full disclosure. I'm I'm a uh, went to school at Ole Miss, so I. I'm kind of disappointed that he's out there uh, in Mississippi. But you know why? Going after he's going, he's going after SEC type talent, mm-hmm. which is the template that has been used at both Michigan, but especially at Ohio State under Urban Meyer. That was he brought a lot of SEC quality talent uh, there into uh, Ohio State. And the same thing's been done at Michigan. They have SEC-type athletes. That's why they are so close. And it may be this is the year that Michigan gets over that hump and actually wins a national championship. 
thank you for allowing me to, you know, give you my comments, and I do enjoy the show. Thank you, David. Thank you. Well, I can tell you, Jackie Sherrill was the uh, speaker the couple, what, a week or two ago at the Touchdown Club yeah. or whatever yeah. he was. If he was still coach at Mississippi State, then uh, Brett would be wasting his time. Because any junior college player in Mississippi that Mississippi State wanted, nobody got. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure there were reasons for that. Oh, yeah. Legitimate reasons. <laughs> Well, illegitimate at the yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. The NIL program was blossoming at that time. Yeah. Okay, Jason couldn't stay with us. All right, Fred says, uh, imagine Arkansas with Deion Sanders as the coach. With our resources and facilities, Deion is the only coach that we can land. Some five stars are recruiting a shot in Texas, guys. Once a and who has a five-star galore on the roster, now with Texas and Oklahoma in the SEC, why would anyone want to play for us? Our brand is damaged. Dion gets us primetime games. Still have 11 a.m. kickoffs. Well, even he got some 11 o'clock kickoffs. Yeah, he's complaining about it. Plus, yeah. these celebrities in which well, these he didn't young like players. the late-night kickoffs. Yeah, he didn't like that either. Yeah, right. It would make Arkansas so cool he could actually compete with Saban for well, you talent. Can't, you, can't, you can't get him. And, and think about this. He... I don't know how many years of eligibility his son still has, at least one, before he goes to pros, and um, he's not leaving it because his son couldn't. I guess his son, I guess, well, the way they're looking at it, he could, couldn't yeah, he? Yeah, If Hey, if Dad goes to coach yep, another that's school. That's right. That's right. I, I, I got to go. I, don't, I can't see him going somewhere else after one year. <laughs> but what do I know? Yeah, what do I know either? Hey, Lane Kiffin did it yeah. when you're at Tennessee, and he left. William says Deion Sanders is going to be five and seven. We don't want him. Good gracious. <laughs> Good gracious. Well, remember this: they were one and eleven before he got there. All right, we will step aside for a moment. Drive time sports will continue. Tune in to 1037 The Buzz as Justin Acri and Wes Moore broadcast live from each meeting in the Little Rock Touchdown Club. Brought to you by Arkansas Urology. Justin and Wes will broadcast live from the Doubletree downtown, bringing you interviews with each speaker and their comments to the club live. Monday, the Little Rock Touchdown Club welcomes SEC Network's Chris Doring. That's the zone live at the Little Rock Touchdown Club, brought to you by Arkansas Urology. Land specialist Mike Poor at Whitetail Properties Real Estate chose forestry as his profession and has been a registered forester for over 30 years. As an accredited land consultant, Mike speaks land. He can help buyers like you find attributes on property that you might have overlooked or not fully understood. He also knows how to market property and negotiate transactions by understanding the needs of each party and providing solutions by being innovative, creative, and diligent. Call Mike Poor today at 501-428-7177. Whitetail Properties Saturday, October 28th, make your way down to the Pine Bluff Regional Park for the Sissy's Log Cabin Smoke on the Water Championship presented by Sarasota Casino, one of the world's largest barbecue championships. This year's event is highlighted by the onstage tribute to Jimmy Buffett from Bluffett and his Son of a Sailor Band, a show that can't be missed with costumes, props, and conga lights, all the looks and sounds of Margaritaville. Music, barbecue, food trucks, vendors, and games for the kids, it can't be missed. For more information, visit SmokeOnTheWaterBBQ.com. This ad paid for with accommodations to take funds in Arkansas's land of legends, tourists, Association funds. Join Puppy Up Water Rock for a dog walk around MacArthur Park and a silent auction in the pavilion to fundraise for canine cancer research on Saturday, November 4th, 11 to 2 p.m. at the MacArthur Park Pavilion in downtown Water Rock. The walk starts at 1 p.m. The registration website is at puppyupwalk.org slash waterrock. For more information, contact Fran at puppyup.org or call 501-690-1903. That's 501-690-1903. Of course, you have many options when it comes to great dining options downtown, but there's only one, Dizzy's Gypsy Bistro. Still offering a wide selection of all your favorite special craft cocktails, including beer and wine, and a menu featuring gourmet salads and delicious pastas. And Dizzy's is also the multiple-time winner of the World Cheese Dip Competition. With a dog-friendly patio, a funky eclectic atmosphere, and room for large parties with reservations, Dizzy's will have you coming back again and again. Since 1995, Dizzy's Gypsy Dizzy'sLR.com. I was crossing the street when I met the love of my life. I chased after her. Nothing would stand in my way. Not the dog walker, nor the hot dog vendor. Finally reaching her, I asked, 
What do you call that amazing smell? Um, it's Gain Flings. Gain Flings. My love had a name, but more importantly, it had a scent. Fall in love with Gain Flings. Seriously good scent. Gain Flings with 50% more freshness ingredients versus leading bargain detergent. The pandemic is over, but COVID-19 is here to stay. In fact, it's still among the top five leading causes of death in the U.S., just after heart disease and cancer. So this fall, stay up to date with the latest COVID-19 vaccines, just like you do with the flu, because you've got no time for 19. The vaccine may not be for everyone. Please consult with your doctor. Brought to you by Moderna. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios, you feed your crave for sports by listening to Drive Time Sports. Much like you feed your crave at any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations. You're in hog heaven. This is Drive Time Sports, a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network. The financial professionals at First Security are big fans of Arkansas. And that's because they're Arkansas-owned and Arkansas-focused. They take care of communities just like they take care of customers. Now, whatever better means to you, you're going to find more of it at First Security. As Arkansas's community bank, First Security is all about taking care of customers and making life better right here in Arkansas. So more people can buy a home, run a business, and a whole lot more. Check them out at fsbank.com. That's First Security Bank. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Only in Arkansas. That's First Security Bank. And let's see. Uh, What have I not read? Okay. I don't know if this is meant for Bart. We're hopefully going to be talking with Bart here in a moment, but uh, so far we don't see Bart. Um, we answered that one. Uh, we answered that one. Adam, from our Asher Record Service Company live feed and feedback, Adam's been busy today. What would happen if Sam Pittman wasn't fired, but what if he opted to retire at the end of the season? Would the university be on the hook for his buyout then? I would I would suspect if Sam Pippen says, I'll retire, they would negotiate uh, paying him some, but maybe not the whole four-year contract. Yeah. I mean, if, if he retired, you'd still have to be a little suspicious that somebody told him he needed to retire, and here's what you will pay you to retire. Yeah. yeah. That's what you'd think. Hey, to Sam's credit, I mean, he he said something Monday I have never heard a coach say, and, and he said a lot of things recently I've never heard a coach say. Yeah, but, that's true. But what he did say was, I know all about buyouts. I don't want that. I want to win. Yeah, that's true. But most coaches never ever say the word buyout ever. Yeah. And so that was that was interesting. He says, Yeah, I know I got a buyout, but I want to win. Yeah. I, I thought that was a. That was a he good is uh, very conscious that he has a buyout. And, sure he uh, is. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's money in the bank, one way or the other. Whether he gets it to continue to coach at Arkansas, or whether he decides to retire, or whether he's fired. He's going to basically get his money. Yeah, right. And and we can talk about the fact that he changed agents all we want to, but you brought this up in a conversation we had not not on the air, and that is that um, if the university wants to bargain Sam Pippen down they're basically going to be negotiating with Jimmy Sexton Yeah, and like it or not they may be negotiating with Jimmy Sexton if they desire to if they do make a coaching change and have to hire another coach so do you do you you tell him we're absolutely not going to pay this but then it's like oh yeah well whatever this guy needs that's what we'll do it that it's it's an awkward situation because one agent represents so many coaches. Oh, absolutely. And assistant coaches. Yeah. 
It's time for the Basketball Insider in Arkansas. It's pure sweats, skills, and trainings. Bart Reed, made possible by Martin Orthopedics. With locations in Little Rock, North Little Rock, Cabot, and Hot Springs Village, staffed with fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeons and sports medicine specialists. For more information on the web, go to martinortho.care. Now, here's Bart. Here's Bart. Okay. Hey. Uh, this is my Asher Record Service Company live feed feedback. Jake says, produce point guard. Braden Smith, uh, Smith was born in Arkansas. His mother is Jenny Moore Smith, who was the starting point guard for the 1996-97 Class A state champion, Caddo Hills. Lady Indians and play college ball at Arkansas Tech. Maybe I'll mention that this week. I just missed it, uh, but definitely a cool connection. I didn't know that. Yeah, hey, I I was unaware. Listen, he could flat play, but I did not know he had an Arkansas connection. So that's my fault. I I would have mentioned it because it is a very cool story. And, of course, Caddo Hills, man, what a great basketball tradition. I'm mm-hmm. They've been really good for a long time. I remember growing up and. Even my dad talking about stuff, but I did not know that, Randy. Did you know that? No, not until I read it. Yep. Uh, Jack says, is Bart going to do his scouting of the game, even though it's an exhibition game? How do we match up with this team? What can we expect them to do to slow us down? And how can we stop the big man? Well, so... Let's set expectations. Two really good basketball teams are going to play in an exhibition game, which you normally don't get quality teams like this playing this early. But Purdue is solid top to bottom. They make, we'll say zero mistakes, but they sure are going to make you beat them. They're not going to give you anything. They shoot the ball extremely well. They play with tempo at times, but they play at a tempo that allows them to run through the big guy, Edie, a lot. And he is extremely tough to guard. And especially, guys, with where they post him up, and you'll see he very rarely posts up in a traditional, what I would call, couch on the block or a step above the block. He's usually above the block or mid-post in the corner and will get up uh, close to the nail at times, and that, guys, makes it hard to double-team. And he can pass out of it anyway, but when you put him at spots that's not under the goal, he can pass and distribute. And if Purdue hits three-point shots, which we know this guy's Coach Musselman's strength is he has taken away the three-point shot for some really great shooting teams. If Purdue hits catch-and-shoot three-point shots from kickouts or rebounds, it's going to be a long day. So I think that's the one thing that I'm looking at that he's got to limit or at least keep them shooting at a lower percentage than what they've done in the past. You know, Bart, one of the first things that popped in my mind as I was listening the other day to Coach Musselman talk about this matchup with Purdue, particularly with Edie and the way that he uh, gets in the middle of the lane, which makes it difficult to double-team from either the right or the left side of him. And my first thought was, this is a game that I can see Musselman working the fire out of the officials to make sure he does not camp in that lane longer than three yeah. seconds. If you let him stay in there more than three, that's obviously a definite advantage to Purdue. Yeah, definite advantage. And what what we're going to have to do that I think some teams that had some success against Purdue – last year really were physical with him on his initial post-up. They made him work. He could still get the ball, but they made him work the first two to three seconds instead of just easy steps and seals where he's really just you're at his will. So you got to bump and be physical. So he's got to talk to the referees, but not too much with them keep us from our physicality. And that's what, Randy, when I watch the film, 90% of the time, double teams are coming from the middle of the floor. They're coming from the free throw line. They're coming from the nail. You can selectively send it from the baseline if you're really good. But, Randy, you see, Rick, they run a lot of things through the baseline as a, as a backdoor corner to corner, so you can't do that because you can slip behind and throw a layup. So 
this is going to be a little bit of chess match between two really great coaches as well, Matt Painter and Eric Muscle. I realize you hardly have ever, and I'm not sure I can count them on either hand or either feet, for that matter, of Musselman playing zone. Yeah. Is this a case? Gosh, I can almost say like a 2-3 zone, and you're yeah. you're going to be constantly trying to front Edie. I mean, yeah. this is where I think you put a lot of pressure, whether it's Brazil or Mitchell, uh, Davenport, Lawson, whoever you want to name, even maybe uh, Tremont. I mean, I... If you if you leave a lot of one on one, there's some guys that's gonna pick up some fouls pretty quick. I gotta believe. Yeah, and that's gonna be the worry with the physicality and the play. So the, the the pressure, the key is you said, Brandy, it's gonna be ball pressure. If which Purdue shoots the ball extremely well to play in his own, but my my stance has always been you can play a team that shoots the ball really well in a matchup type zone. As long as you apply ball pressure and they don't have all day to see over the top and pick you apart. So, if he puts pressure, which I would think if he if he picked up in some type of zone, you're going to get some heavy ball pressure. But it might be a situation where that might, depending on how the referees call it, he might have to go to something like that. But I can tell you what he's thinking right now. He said Trayvon Brazil is between 15 and 25 minutes. I would say it's definitely on the 25 minute side. And he's going to try to make Edie match up on the other end and make him work defensively, just like he's going to want to get buckets on the offensive end, make him work just as hard on the defensive end. That's a good point. Good point. I like the idea, though, of the matchup zone. But yeah, is that not something, though, Bart, that takes a lot of practice time to, so that you don't just leave players wide open? Well, it's not with a team that's elite man-to-man. So if you understand man-to-man principles, it's quite easy to drop back in a matchup zone. What you have a problem with are teams that don't understand man-to-man that are used to playing zone and try to do a matchup because they they lose their person really early. Now, where it gets to be difficult is rebounding. Rebounding out of a zone is harder to do than a man-to-man for obvious reasons, and this team rebounds really well. So... We know UConn killed us on the board, so that's going to be a telltale sign, too. If they do jump in a zone, can they stay in it? How many offensive rebounds do they give up or not give up? Yeah, um, I, I I like the men that he's brought in. Not taking yeah. away from the young men that were there a year ago, but that's the key word, young. That's right. These guys, there's some seasoned uh, veterans out there for Arkansas. Or will yes, be out they there. are for Arkansas. All right, this again from our Asher Record Service Company live in feedback. I guess everybody's worried about the big man. Uh, wanted to get Bart's thoughts on why we just can't double team the big man every time. How can they leave a guy that big to guard on defensively to match up against all of our scoring and speed? I'm not sure I quite understand exactly what he's saying, but uh, yeah. did you get the gist of it, Bart? Well, yeah, so, I, I, okay, yeah. So, well, we can't just double-team him because, I, and I think I alluded to this earlier, his position on the court determines a lot where where you can double. If you're – this is not an NBA line, although it's extended. If you put a double-team and he's posting up in the corner, in the short corner, that's a long way for a double-team to run with mm-hmm. four other people behind the three-point line, and then you're scrambling. And that's not a really effective way. If you're going to do that, you got to jump into it surprise them. It's not something you can telegraph. I think what, he's re- what they're referring to is on making him match up is going to be on the offensive end. When we're on offense, is going to be a huge key because he's going to have to work. But I'll tell you what Edie does. He gets out and defends pretty well. Like he's not going to sit back. Where he's vulnerable is. All right, hang on, hang on, hang on. Drive time sports will continue.
Harbor Front Steakhouse. Well, I know you've heard about our amazing specials on Thursday night. Well, we've got a new one this week. This Thursday night, we're going to have prime rib. Buy one, get one free. Here's the deal. 12-ounce prime rib, cooked the way you like it. Serve with our great mashed potatoes for $29.75. Buy one, get one free. This offer is good Thursday night. Folks, this is a great value. This is going to be under 30 bucks for two people. So for $15 each, you can have a super, super night at the Riverfront Steakhouse. This is going to be very popular, so please call for reservations. 371-9000. Folks, come out and enjoy this. Buy one, get one free this Thursday night. You can add our famous salad bar for only $6. As you know, we have the area's largest salad bar with over 30 items, including shrimp. Remember, this is a great value for this Thursday night. Please come see us at the Riverfront Steakhouse and enjoy our buy one, get one free. Thanks. The Arkansas Outdoor Expo is coming to Simmons Bank Arena in North Little Rock, October 27th through 29th. Tour over 50 fully staged RVs and take advantage of special RV Expo pricing on the top RV floor plans. We'll have RVs starting at less than $5 a day. Food and entertainment, plus a chance to win an RV as part of the ultimate RV giveaway. Learn more at CampingWorld.com slash Arkansas Expo. See dealer for details and disclaimers. From sales, service, parts, and rental equipment, River Valley Tractor does it all and does it right. Your leading Kubota dealer is right around the corner with five locations throughout Central Arkansas. River Valley Tractor, serving Central Arkansas and Bryant, Sherwood, Conway, Russellville, and Pine Bluff. Work smarter this year, not harder, with River Valley Tractor. Online at rivervalleytractor.com. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, I know interest rates are high right now. That's what everybody's talking about. But if you're thinking about a project, whether it be a commercial project or you want to build a house, now's the time to come talk to you about what those future plans may look like. You know, RJ, no matter what the business environment may be, we're always there to sit down with our customers and talk about their future plans and what's going on with their businesses. And that's one thing about Southern Bank is they're a community bank. They want to be your partner. Partnering with our customers is a key to how we do business. And Chris, you know, we talk about those interest rates being high, but the one good news out of that is deposit rates. We have some great CD and checking account rates. Just give us a call and see what one of our personal bankers can do for you. If you want more information about interest rates or those deposit rates that we just talked about, call Chris and his team today at 501-424-0900 or go online at bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. Drive Time Sports, tapped with refreshing sports opinion on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rightwater. It's time for the Basketball Insider in Arkansas. It's pure sweats, skills, and trainings. Bart Reed, made possible by Martin Orthopedics. With locations in Little Rock, North Little Rock, Cabot, and Hot Springs Village. Staffed with fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeons and sports medicine specialists. For more information on the web, go to martinortho.care. Now, here's Bart. Bart. All right, Bart, did you finish your thought? I know I ran you right into the break. Well, let me let me say this because I think I was making him work on the uh, defensive end is where I think you can really put him in situations where he's in ball screen. And so we've been a high ball screen team up until we had some injuries last year. So putting, let's say, Trayvon Brazil – and a high ball screen, what he's going to do is drop all the way back in the lane. He can't cover all that, so it's going to leave a lot of downhill opportunities. That's where this team, and we've talked about it, scores and shoots the ball better. So they can be dangerous in those. So I would look for them to put him in situations where he's having to cover a ton of ball screens in the open court. Is this a typical Big Ten type of team? I mean, I think I think of Big Ten basketball yeah. is, I mean, it, it's it's rough and tough. Yeah, it's it's rough and tough, but they do have Randy. That's a great point. They got a little bit of different finesse to them because they play just fast enough where you're getting all this movement, 
and they get a lot of stuff going, and they run Edie off a lot of ball screens where he's unattached, so he's sprinting from the from the corner or the high part of the block, and he's going. So they try to open up the floor. So it is, but it isn't because they just are so balanced on the offensive end. They just have four guys that can score. Hmm. All right, this from our Asher Record Service Company live feed and feedback. i got to tell you, when I first read the first sentence or so, I just wanted to say, well, look at the scoreboard. Uh, Bo says, what's a good stat to look at the half to determine if we're playing well versus Purdue? That's why I said the scoreboard's going to tell you whether or not you're playing very well. Yeah, yeah that'd be, that'd But be that, there may be a stat, Mark, that you can think of. Uh, he says, what's going to be our toughest matchup? I think we've kind of belabored that point. Uh, watch yep. some clips. They move a great deal, and they make the big man move a lot. Yeah. Well, so, I don't know about stats per se. Was that it, it was, So, I guess you're talking about if you have a break or have – So Three-point shooting or – Three, turnovers. Three yep, turnovers would be so. Right, that's a that's a great one uh, to look at. I, I would also look at rebounds. And for us, and I because I want to see if we're playing faster. Shot attempts per half, we averaged right around seventy eight shots, eighty shots a game last. If that number can get up, that means that I think Coach Musselman is a little bit more confident in these people. It does. The players have got a little bit more free range. So I would kind of be looking at the shot attempts to see how aggressive we're being offensively. All right, Chubby says, Bart, give your thoughts on Musa's starting rotation. Who will be the starting five? <laughs> well, so you knew that was coming. You knew that was coming. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a great question. So I would start. I would start. Now, we're saying Trayvon Brazil. I'm, I'm – or uh, we're saying Jalen Graham is day to day. I'm just gonna. I would start uh, Trayvon Bart, L. Ellis, Trayvon Brazil, and I would start the two scores. And I with, with Devo, and I would be a little bit smaller. So, well, you can't start two of them. So let's let's do that again. So Trayvon Brazil, Devo Davis, Trayvon Bart. Uh, I would go Davenport, and let's see, L. Ellis. Did I, did I get them all in, Randy? So, L. Ellis. So, you're not going to start Mitchell? I'm not going to start Mitchell. And listen, this is going to find a lot of people shocked. I, his minutes, I think, because of what the scoring is bringing to us. And, Randy, a lot of it is the physicality that you mentioned with this new crop. We had to have Mitchell a lot less because of his physicality. Well, these. Man, Trayvon Mark, these guards are physical. Oh, yeah. So I think Mitchell could actually be one of the ones that's kind of outside looking in. Uh, I think he still gets minutes. But if I was picking a matchup on a lineup against this Purdue team, that's who I would be going with. Probably with, I would say, a scorer off the bench. Um, so battle, certainly. Lade Blocker's playing a ton of minutes as well, releasing the point guard spot. I think Chandler, Lawson, Mitchell are kind of on the outside looking in. I'm really curious to see if Joe's opinion makes that rotation. I like Hacksaw Lawson. I think he's uh, he's he's going to be a banger that we're going to like. I do, too. That we're going to enjoy too. watching. All right, Steve says, Hogs win easy. Purdue is slow and not athletic. The big guy mm. can't move. Mid-major beat them soundly. That was a year ago. They went out and they've added to their roster. If Arkansas moves the ball and run, they will win easily. You play half court, we lose. That's true. That's true. But listen, let's, it's not that long ago. In our last exhibition game, we got beat by three bills. So we got thirty, <laughs> 30 beat by thirty by Texas. So it, I would not just say Purdue's slow and they're because they're not slow. And they're a quality basketball team, and so anyone can be beaten. But it's certainly not an easy game by any stretch of the imagination. Lots changed with both teams since they last played. Uh, let's see, Woodstock, Bart. I think Devo led the Hogs in exhibition game with rebounds. Are we in trouble if our guards are leading rebounders moving forward? Nope. nope. It's a great sign great sign. If you see a lot of great rebounding teams, 
the bigs do a lot of the blocking out, and the athletic wing, especially especially the lockdown defenders, swoop in and get a lot of rebounds. It's actually a really good sign that that's happening. So I would not be worried about that at all. Plus, Bevo is an excellent, I repeat, excellent rebounding perimeter player, one of the best in the country. Oh, he's a junkyard dog. Uh, sure this is, is uh, from Ricky. Rick, I like the Diamondbacks in this World Series. Fun young team to watch. Any new kids on the radar, Bart? Also, Jay, sorry, but the baseball will not win a natty under Van Horn. Proper's <laughs> titles only because he knows that's just good enough. He's the reason we were in position. We are for football, loser mentality, and to be just relevant. Can't hire anybody uh, that will be better than him. Well, uh, that's a long way from the Diamondbacks will win the World Series. And uh, well, I think Dave Van Horn is one of the best coaches ever in college baseball, so whether he wins a national championship or not. But I will say this. You're saying that he won't will not deter him from trying. Great point. I think I think that, uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, Bart, any new kids on the radar? Ooh, well, let's see. So in the high school realm, you know, we've got so much visibility with our – I'm, I'm trying to think, although I, uh, let me say this. Early this season, it's kind of slipped through the cracks. Ty Robinson, who I've been a big fan of, 2024, has signed with Florida Atlantic, a team that went to the Final Four last year. And there's going to be some early matchups. Teams are playing some big basketball games, Randy, coming up even in the sixth, seventh yeah. day of uh, next month. So I, I think we're focusing on the usual suspects right now. I think probably for new people on the radar, give us probably what, Randy, for two or three weeks in the season, and then we'll kind of see these these kids where they kind of get that blow up period where they're putting. But now it's really all about the usual suspects. Carry on, honor Botang, Central's loaded up, and then Bryant, and certainly. Uh, like I said, you got Florida Atlantic. Ty Robinson will be signing coming up November eighth signing period. So we've got a lot of talent that will be signing coming up here in less than two weeks. Okay, I, w- I didn't wait to the last minute to read this one, but it seems like I am. Um, since Bart is from Sheridan, please ask him his prediction for Sheridan's boys and girls high school basketball teams. Well. <laughs> I think the Sheridan girls that finished runner-up last year in the 5A South, I think they've got they've got key pieces coming back. They don't lose much. Benton won that, and they lost, I think, four or five stars. So I think Sheridan girls are in a really good position to win 20 games, over 20 games, 20, 22 games, and win the 5A South. And I think the boys will struggle at Sheridan simply because they lost – Two college basketball players, uh, Peyton Free, Justin Cruz, uh, both continuing their careers at the next level. They lose seven seniors. So I think they'll, they'll struggle a little bit. This will kind of be a rebuilding year, but they still have a pretty decent foundation. The 5A South had two teams in the Final Four last year, so it's a loaded league for the boys. All right, that's Mark. Thanks, that's guys. it. So long. Good night. For Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Ring. What a solo. This is your official sports and entertainment station, Central Arkansas. We are 1037 The Buzz, KABZ Little Rock. College sports and Parker Cadillac, that's a winning combination. I'm Rachel Parker Harding with Parker Cadillac. Make a grand entrance on game day in a 2024 Cadillac XT4 or XT5.